The available AKG 36 speaker sound system in the Cadillac Escalade provides 360 degree sound, not just here or here, but everywhere. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving. The in-dash OLED display in the Cadillac Escalade has 38 total diagonal inches of color display. So why do we give it a curve too? I guess you could say we like to bend the rules. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving. for listening to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest in American soccer. And don't forget to subscribe. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast. I'm Stephen Jodorand. And I'm Jake Wachrova. And on today's episode, we attempt to talk about sports. Listeners, you can follow the show on Twitter at Pod. We always enjoy your feedback and comments, so continue to send them in. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Now, let's get to today's show. We're back. <laughs> Jake, how much has changed since we last recorded? You think the listeners would care if we put the same episode forward? And just call it a new episode? <laughs> I, don't, I mean, there have been some things that have changed uh, as it relates to European soccer. But uh, I, look, the updates right now are few and far between. Yeah. Well, listeners, I feel bad. I feel bad for content creators right now. I really feel bad right. for the people whose lives depend on creating soccer content because i don't know what you talk about right now i mean we're already passed on the rate this shin guard i mean i'm surprised no one's done like tattoos although i have to say some of the content that they push oh my god it's unbearable anyway regarding the sporting world right yet the nfl draft i'd give it uh on a scale of zero to ten ten being a phenomenal product i'd give it about a six and a half seven i thought it was uh digestible i thought you you were able to consume some of that and enjoy it and there are other parts where you just couldn't care for i mean look it was a virtual draft there was really no studio show or uh, the analysts were put together by satellite so they had all these awkward delays anytime trey wingo would ask kuiper or kurt warner or uh lewis riddick whoever else was on that panel a question i mean i thought it was better than a seven i, I don't know I enjoyed it. I, I better, watched more better draft than, than I uh, better than the uh, horse that they were doing the, the, the other week. <laughs> God, that was atrocious. Um, in other news, I guess the the big talking point, right, is the uh, Jordan Michael Jordan uh, documentary, and I I've been loving it. I think it's a it's a good two hours every Sunday where you're watching something and it's new. You're learning, and for a brief moment. I kind of do get sucked away from the COVID-19 pandemic. I have to say it. I'm fully admitting when I watch the Jordan documentary, it's the only time where I can genuinely feel like I'm, I'm escaping um, 
this this terrible crisis i um i've watched the first two episodes i haven't watched the episodes three and four yet um i'm not as big into it as everybody else is i don't know why i don't uh i don't lose my mind when i see it well there there's that speaking of the nba we're and and listeners I want to question of the day. Which sport do you think comes back and plays first? Um, and, and we're going to talk about in the broad context, right? You have soccer, generally speaking, right? You you could you could split it MLS or Europe if you really wanted to. But is it soccer? Is it going to be basketball? Is it going to be hockey? Is it going to be football? Is it going to be baseball? What sport is coming back first? That's the question of the day. And, uh, and Jake, we'll answer that towards the end of the show. But um, we're, we're going to begin with the NBA because the NBA has had this plan to uh, get players practicing, right? A few, not too long ago, uh, Jason Tatum, Celtics, I don't know what position he plays actually, but Celtics, young superstar. I believe he's a forward. Forward? I was gonna say, is he a small forward? Would you consider? I, I don't. I'm not. Hey, you know, basketball's positionless now, so he plays. Okay. A th- he probably plays a little bit of the three, a little bit of the four, maybe yeah. sometimes a small ball five. Small ball five. Eh, I think he's a little too small for that. But besides the point, he was commenting. He was in an interview with I don't know who, but he basically said, "I haven't shot a basket in God knows how many weeks because he has no access to a team facilities obviously Massachusetts or wherever he is in the country is on a lockdown just like a number of places around the world so it's not like any other athlete but he also doesn't have a hoop in his backyard or in his garage where he can shoot and that was a little bit alarming if you're a Boston Celtics fan like myself so the NBA recently said like okay well you know what we're going to find a way to get players the opportunity to practice to get into a rhythm of working out in a proper gym now i'm reading from april 20 an april 27 2020 press release from the nba the NBA informed its teams today that a numerous states and local governments have announced modifications of stay-at-home orders and other restrictions on non-essential business activity beginning this week. The league is planning to modify its guidance regarding the use of team practice facility facilities and player training. Jake, this is this is positive, right? You have to sit there and go, "Oh my god, this is a step in the right direction. Sports is coming back." Yeah, I think this this is positive, right? We're okay, let's get players back in the gyms now. Uh yeah, this is a positive first step. The league, now I'm reading again from this PR uh, press release, advised teams that it's targeting no earlier than Friday, May 8th as the commencement date of the, for the new rules, and it may push this timing back if developments warrant. Cool, great. All right, we have a plan. We have something to set our te- uh, to sink our teeth into talking about sports, the NBA has a plan to come back. Jake, let me ask you. Is it fair that if you're an Atlanta Hawk, you can practice, but if you're a New York Knick, you can't? That is unfair. 
Okay. I, I, I fully believe that to be unfair. All right. So that's that's problem number one. Now, here's the other issue I have. It's the restrictions that apply because it tells you I'll, I'll tell you what the concluding point is once I get through these restrictions. Okay, get ready for this, Jake. No more than four players can be permitted at a facility at one time. No head or, or assistant coaches could participate. Group activity remains prohibited, including practices or scrimmages. Players remain prohibited from using non-team facilities such as public health clubs, fitness center, or gyms. Moreover, Shams, our guy Shams at The Athletic, he, re- he tweets out saying that you have to have a physical distance of at least 12 feet. Staffers working with players must wear gloves. Players must wear face masks at all times, except, except when in physical activity. At this point, it seems more, it, it seems to be a, a greater problem to even shoot a damn basket than it is just to sit on your couch and, you know, say, screw it. Yeah, see, I'm, I, <laughs> I saw that too, where the the staff has to wear the gloves, the players got to wear the masks. I, I mean, if that's the conditions that these players can come back to, why why even come back? Is this even what's progress? The, what's the point? Like, yeah, but is this even progress? Is this really like I know these sports leagues are terrified of the PR nightmare if you're going to give these millionaires, these athletes, preferential treatment when it comes to testing face masks, travel, they're terrified, whether that's the NFL, the NBA, MLS, you name it, the league is absolutely terrified. So the NBA tries to implement these restrictions. You look at these restrictions, and they're borderline useless, to the point where they're useless in the sense of why am I even showing up to go training? What's confusing to me, Stephen, is I believe that it says what? The staffer must wear gloves when handling the ball, right? Yeah, do the... Do the players? Do the, do the players? That's that's why I want to know. Do the players? I mean, what? I mean, what's to say they're sweating? That they're Joe, touching the balls. Yeah. What's to say they don't have it? What's to say? Like, why is it assumed that the staffer is the one that has coronavirus or could have coronavirus, and not the players? I, wait, wait. Speaking it, speaking of this, did we? Uh, you you sent a text uh, text message not too long ago on this Tuesday night about one Pablo Dabala, the Juventus forward. And this is from the UK Mirror. The bylaw has test positive for coronavirus for the fourth time in six weeks. I mean, this 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 doesn't seem to be really much of a, of a solution. Okay, these these restrictions may very may be in all good uh, intentions, and the the NBA wants to protect everybody just as much as the next person. The problem is, there's the, the rules are so thick and it becomes so head scratching at some of these um facilities that it's it, why even open them up if you're going to only allow a player for 90 minutes in and out might as well just send freaking uh hoops to every player and tell them look here's what you got to do or better yet you tell them here's here's an apartment in city x you're going to be stuck there for the next 3 months but you got a full court. It's yours. Don't leave the uh, don't leave your house, and and you can train outside if if you're worried about the cold weather, whether that's in Boston, Milwaukee, Minnesota, Chicago. Go somewhere south. 
And Stephen, what's what's eye opening to me about some of these things that the NBA is requiring is how do leagues like Major League Baseball, MLS, the NHL, which there's been word that the NHL has told its players, be prepared to uh, report to your teams on May 15th. Uh, I've seen a, a couple reports of that on, on Twitter. How, if, if these are the stipulations that the NBA is putting in place, how do leagues like MLS, Major League Baseball, how do they come back <laughs> if everyone's got to wear a mask? Right. I mean, can you imagine watching a baseball game and everyone's wearing a, 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 a face mask? You have the hitter wearing a face mask. You have a shortstop pitcher. Everyone's wearing a face mask. I, I, I just don't understand how these leagues can, no, can come right. back. I know I mean, Major League Baseball has told, told people we're going to come back in 2020, but, yeah. but I, I just I, – I don't know. I don't, I don't see how we get to the point where sports are – resemble somewhat of a – you know, look like, like it did prior to March 12th when everything yeah, was yeah, halted. Yeah, and, and these – like again, the NBA has good intentions of wanting to get players the opportunity to practice. To Literally, this is their livelihoods, right? The, the NBA players, just like – Almost every athlete around the world has, in some sense, are unemployed, right? It's funny to say that, but the LeBron James is technically unemployed because why he can't show up and work? He's stuck at his house. Yeah, it's crazy to think LeBron James is a borderline billionaire right here is as quote-unquote unemployed. But still... The point here is that these restrictions that the NBA has implemented, or these rules, or whatever you want to call it, regulations, they're, they're a lot. And it just is – it's as much as you want to say the NBA is taking a, a step in the right direction, you look at this and say, what difference is it to allow these players to show up for 90 minutes, having the entire place swept clean for the next player to show up? Rather than saying, you know what, screw it, see you in June, or in July, or in August, whenever that may be. Or in December. <laughs> yeah, seriously. No, you're right. You're right. And that, What's the difference? That, in, to, in, that to me is... This? No, and that, that to me is where I, I start to wonder if... Look, college football is not coming back. Coming back, we're not having college football. Oh, we're not. Con- we're not having college right sports, right? You, you, you could forget about. No, I a think minor, college football at best. League. I I think yeah, there's gonna be no fall call college at best. If you're a college football fan, you're probably gonna get it around January or February at the earliest. I don't think there will be college basketball maybe there will be maybe they start the season in january oh, and they push on through until March madness is i mean it wasn't the, the maybe maybe it'll, maybe it'll be maybe it'll be april and june madness i don't i mean i don't know i don't know no, I mean, no, but, don't but seriously how... we just we basically just skipped march madness the, the idea was like oh we'll just play it over the summer right some extended time but there's no chance that they do march madness in the fall unless they say well, they're not no how do you do it with, with the nba draft coming uh yeah no i mean this these are all excellent excellent questions and the NBA in in the attempt to take a step forward into the right direction to allow sports to come back only raises more questions because to get players to train for 90 minutes is such a complicated ordeal how the hell are we ever going to get 5 on 5 in the NBA with coaching staff uh, a five on five on the court with a team bench. I mean, are we going to have benches spread out where they're twelve feet apart from each other? 
And then what are you going to do with the NHL? What are you going to do in soccer? 11 on 11 on the field with, with squads up to 25 people. The the NFL with the squad or, or training camp, right, with 90 members plus all the coaches. I mean, it's, it's an insane amount. And on top of what's going on with the NBA and these regulations with the questions that are surrounding that and their attempt to open up. Jake, just by the way, uh, from CBSSports.com, Sam Quinn, the Atlanta Hawks, who are in Georgia, who Georgia has been pretty progressive in the attempt to open up. They basically saying, yeah, we're not doing this just yet. Put everything on pause because this the original plan was to to open up uh, May 1st, I believe. So you have that. Let's go to Europe because in Europe, things are are flying off the shelves regarding news. Yeah, Steve, I mean, I don't even know where to begin. There are, there are uh, a lot of different updates coming out of uh, leagues in Europe. Let's start in the Netherlands, I suppose. The Eredivisie has canceled their season. They did so on April 24th. However, according to the Daily Mail, the Eredivisie may reverse this decision. Now, Stephen, <laughs> I, know we're, I know we're trying to... Fl- Ugh. I know we're, we want to kind of fly through these a little bit just to, you know, do a little, uh, little talking points or hear, you know, hear quick, quick updates. I saw this at first and thought, oh, bleep, this is this is the first domino to fall for these leagues just up and cancel their seasons. But the more I thought about it, I actually was able to draw a parallel to soccer here in America. And I Go thought, on. well, if if Syria has an announcer canceling their season and if the Bundesliga hasn't announced they're canceling their season and if the Premier League hasn't announced they're canceling their season why is the Eredivisie and I have come to the conclusion that the Eredivisie does not make as much money off their TV deals as those three mentioned leagues and what does that sound like what what local league does that sound like yeah you're right we talked about it uh on the last episode where uh, it's estimated somewhere in the forty percent range. Uh, NFL teams, uh, NFL MLS teams pull revenue from uh, asses and seats, ticket sales. So that 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 could very that well, like the, yeah. I mean, it, that it, could be it. It could be it. But uh, unlike here in America, unlike I guess with Major League Soccer in Holland, you have promotion relegation and. Your team, such as Camber, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, who are uh, 11 points clear in the second tier, seemingly destined for a promotion in Holland. Well, guess what? That's completely wiped out. See you next season, and uh, you're still playing second division uh, in the second tier. So this will be fascinating. And I, I one thing I want to say is I, I'm a little surprised that the Dutch league canceled so quickly. However... That news, that thought is a little bit diminished based on what happened in France today, April 28th. Yeah, French Prime Minister Edouard Philippe, I hope I'm saying that correctly. Stephen, correct me if I'm wrong because you speak French in this podcast and I don't. Uh, French Prime Minister Edouard Philippe announced today... April 28th, that no sporting events will take place in his country until at least September, which means the 2019-2020 Ligue 1 and 
Is it do? Is that how you say two in French? Uh, seasons are canceled. Un, un, league un and league deux. Their seasons are canceled. They're done. Thanks for the French lesson there, Stephen. This now. This this is this now. Oh, this, this is, is a big domino. Yeah, this is a big domino because it's what the the fifth biggest league in Europe. You would call it right. People do watch. Uh, PSG, Bordeaux, Lyon, Marseille. These are these are decent sized clubs. If an American were there. Uh, you would sit there and sit, well, you know, Timothy Way was a PSG. Now he's uh, was at Lille. So, if if more Americans were at these clubs, you would sit and say these are decent sized clubs. This is a, a decent league. No, it's not the Premier League. It's not the La, La, La Liga. But still, point being, it's a, it's one of the big five. The fact that they're canceling their seasons as of April twenty eighth, where they have the summer. Hypothetically, put on a whole season. Uh, it, it does, like you said, it's a domino. So the question is now: What does Spain do? What does the Premier League do? Or, or what? What does the the British Federation, uh, the the British FA do? What is the the Spanish Federation, the Italian Federation, or are leagues going to do this all individually? And w- with the Dutch league canceling and the French league canceling. What about the Swiss League, the Austrian League, the, the the Greek League, the Croatian League, the smaller leagues across Europe? Are they too now going to follow suit and say we're canceling? Because what it, does this mean for the Champions League, Stephen? How do you? Oh, there's no chance how, the Champions League gets gets played now. That's actually an excellent point because PSG are technically through. Right. So how do you? How, how does the Champions League carry on if PSG can't play? What happens? I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they try to uh, if they if they cancel the Champions League altogether and say right now what's what's important is to finish um, finish domestic league. But if you're a, a team like Atalanta uh, from Serie A who've had an up and down campaign this season, but are on to the quarterfinals of the Champions League, you would sit saying that's BS. Where's my opportunity? I we fought hard to get to this position where's the sporting merit in that where's the uh, sporting fairness the opportunity to allow these teams to to fight it out on the pitch um yeah this is a big domino who knows who knows what's going to happen are teams going to sue maybe maybe not but uh uh this is coming from the french government and this is a little bit different than if if you know a commissioner adam silver said hey we're canceling you know the league no, no, it, you're, you're right. It, this is a massive domino to fall, and I want to. I'm, I'm interested to see how this decision that the French government has taken impacts what is done in Germany, which is the next league I want to talk about here. The Bundesliga, they want to return May 9th, uh, which, if you check your calendars, we're recording this on April 28th. May 9th is about a, a week and a half from now. That's what. 10 or 11 days. However, the league is now facing opposition by some in the German government about a uh, potential restart of the Bundesliga. Yeah, do you want me to quickly uh, mention uh, an example? So Leipzig-based professor Yui G. Leipzig told the Middle Deutsche Zeitung newspaper that the league's proposed hygiene measures – Games without fans, continuous testing, permanent 
monitoring of players are not sufficient to guarantee the safety of those involved. We don't know about the long-term effects of the illness with COVID-19, Leipert said, referring to the death of a 31-year-old without underlying health problems from the disease. It's possible to get very sick or die from the virus at a young age. So, of course, there's going to be pushback regardless of the whatever policy or whatever solution you put forth, there's always going to be pushback, which is fine, which is totally fair and warranted. But um, decisions have to be made. And, and, and the German Bundesliga has been pretty progressive, right? They've been practicing. They've been training. So out of all the leagues, you would expect the Bundesliga to uh, to get things kicked off first, uh, I guess, across the, the sporting landscape in, I guess, what you would say, Europe and America. But Steven, yeah, I mean, they've been, I mean, the Bundesliga clubs, I mean, they've been training since at least like the last 16 or 17 days here since April 11th or so. Some sort of training, not a full on team training where everyone's uh, touching each other, not not in any mean or any strange sense, but you, you can't be physical with anybody. No. No, you can't. That'll be interesting to see if they are able to get up and running here in the next uh, 10 or 11 days in Germany. Now, one league I'm surprised that has not completely canceled their season, given that they were at the uh, they, they were the epicenter of the coronavirus pandemic, uh, is Serie A in Italy. They are re, uh, they are aiming at a return sometime between May 27th and June 2nd. Teams will be allowed uh, to have individual training sessions on May 4th, and then team training sessions. On that team May training. 18th. That team training, I, I think, is suspect. I do too. I mean, given the fact that we just said earlier in the show, Paulo Dybala, Juventus has had what has four had times, four times in six four, weeks. Like I mean, that dude. I don't know what that dude is doing or who he's being in contact or getting in contact with. But my God, four times in six weeks. How is that even possible? It's hard for me to envision that any league. I mean, look, June second—that's five, six weeks out from where, from when we're recording this right now. I mean, maybe, maybe they can get things back up and running there, restart behind but, closed doors. But I, I just, Jake, I don't know. I don't see Juventus, it. If you're a Juventus team, uh, a teammate of, of Dybala, so you, say you're Cristiano Ronaldo, you got kids at home, and you know the news that he's got it four times in six weeks. Do you want to deal with him? Do you want to be near him? Not until he gets tested and it comes back negative. Yeah, but what, what if he comes back three days later and gets test positive again? I, I don't know. I don't know. I, maybe he's. I mean, I, I don't think he's had it recovered and then got it again. I think he's just had it for six weeks straight. Maybe. I so mean, I, until he yeah, tests that's negative, fair. that's uh, yeah. fair. I don't know. I, I don't know. But four times in six weeks, whatever that may be. But it is shocking that Syria comes back. And we'll see again the domino France shutting down the the government shutting down league and league two. How does that affect Syria? And obviously, as you mentioned, Italy being the epicenter, there's got to be there's going to there's got to be a new dialogue happening. Um, and then and let's get to the biggest. Uh, actually, what, what's tell us what's happening in Spain? Well, Stephen, according to John Skilbeck from Goal. Dot com. Uh, he reports on La Liga as uh, clubs and league officials could be targeting a 
return to action on June 6th or June 13th. However, there is some reluctance in Spain uh, to uh, rush to any decision on a uh, one of those two potential start dates. Not surprising. Again, how is France going to impact these decisions going forward? I'm going to be honest with you. I think every league in Europe will cancel except for the final league, which we haven't talked about here, the Premier League. They have a goal of returning on June 6th. For some reason, I think the Premier League is going to finish their season, but I have a hard time seeing Syria and La Liga uh, finishing theirs. And Premier League based on, on solely the TV rights money that they get. Massive TV rights money. Uh, if you want to take politics into it, I think they're run similar to our country in some ways. Yep. Uh, I Johnson. think they're, yep. I think they're, Trump, yeah. I mean, that's an excellent point, Jake. Excellent point. Trump has been, uh, quite uh, he's been very vocal of wanting to get sports back now you can say that's obviously political in some sense but you could also say that you know trump like boris johnson understands the meaning of sports to the american culture whether that's the nba the nhl the nfl whatever league it is but sports is a huge chunk and a very big part of american culture boris johnson knows that the premier league or football, soccer, in that for that matter, is a big part of British culture. And if you can bring it back, you you signify, a, I guess, a, a return, if you if if you will, to normal life, some sort of normalcy. Yeah, and that's why I think uh, I, I think the Premier League will return. But I have a hard time seeing, Sir- especially Syria and uh, La Liga, as uh, Spain and Italy were hit pretty hard. Maybe Germany comes back. Maybe they don't. I mean, either a either way, it wouldn't surprise me. I, I tend to think that they're not going to come back on May 9th. So uh, we'll have to wait and see, we'll see how that all unfolds. We'll see. And MLS is still in talking to some talking to a source in the MLS circles. They're looking at some sort of return in in June, July. So they're still quite far off. And uh, question of the day, Jake. This is to wrap up. Which sport? comes back and plays an official game that gets tallied, that gets put into the win and loss columns where you sit there and say that meant something to either the championship or the regular season. Major League Baseball. That's my answer. Uh, I think it's going to be the NFL. I think we're not going to see any sports. Oh, ho, ho, ho. I think the well, NFL my friend, gonna... we're going to have a hard time pumping out content for the next yeah. <laughs> several get ready months. For it because quite frankly, I don't think how, I, don't, I don't get how soccer – in Europe comes together. I'm surprised by the Syria uh, decision that they're wanting to get uh, players back. Albeit, fine if if they think if the 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 scientists, the the public health researchers there, the doctors say it's safe. That's fine. But I'm surprised by that decision. And then on the other hand, Italy just has to look north. You have two leagues now canceling their season. One of them says there's a potential that they reverse course. But will other leagues follow? Will smaller leagues in Europe cancel? And what's that? Is that going to carry over to what happens here in America? And and Jake, wrap on this point here. And this is more of a political point, but I think it's important. What happens in Europe tends to follow here in the United States 
on a delay. We saw the coronavirus impact Italy significantly uh, earlier than it did the USA. Okay, we're always geographically, whatever it may be, we, we tend to be uh, um, on a delay, I guess, right? If, if you want a tape delay of what happens in Europe. So if Europe starts to shut down its sports league, I wouldn't be surprised if the American commissioners look at Europe and say, well, maybe we have to follow suit. So that's how, that's how I'm going to end it. Listeners, at Jake Watroba, do you got anything else to add? I just want sports back. Okay. Yeah. Just, I just want if, if golf comes back in June, I will be the biggest golf fan. Oh yeah, I can't, if golf comes back, I you can. Smooth. I will watch. You'll be. I will watch every. That. I will watch every dumb tournament, regardless if Tiger Woods is competing or not. I don't care. Oh, <laughs> Tiger, if, only if Tiger could be. If Tiger competes and he does reasonably well and gets to a Sunday with his red shirt, it probably be it's the, must watch TV. It's must watch TV. It'll be the highest rated. Uh, golfing outing or Sunday golf programming in history. I guarantee you that. At Steven Jodder, at Uncle Sam Soccer Pod, let us know. Question of the day, which sport, sport, uh, just in general sense, basketball, football, whatever, comes back and plays an official game that counts? Let us know. And uh, hope you're all doing well. Until next time. The in-dash OLED display in the Cadillac Escalade has 38 total diagonal inches of color display. So why do we give it a curve too? I guess you could say we like to bend the rules. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving.